Boston College Eagles, like his dad. Jakovic now, pressure coming. He got rid of it, though, trying to get it to Zay downfield. What a catch! <laughs> Touchdown! Oh, my Zay Flowers in double coverage. Just throw the, threw the ball up to Zay. And what an adjustment. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Zoltan podcast. I am pumped today to be talking about Zay Flowers in my next edition of the Prospect Previews and very excited to be joined by Akash at YZR Fantasy on Twitter. Akash, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. So really pumped to be talking Zay Flowers today. I know he's one of the more highly touted prospects in this class. A lot of people have him as high as the wide receiver to this year. Uh, before we get too far into him, I wanted to talk a little bit about your process. I've, I've had a lot, of, a lot of film guys on this show for the prospect preview, and I know your focus is a little bit different. So let's, uh, let's talk about kind of how you look at football and scouting these rookies. Yeah, my process is mostly all analytics-based. Simply put, I don't trust myself to watch film and analyze it and come up with good takes off of that, I remember when I first started in the before the 2021 draft is when I first started looking at rookies and everyone looks at film. So I tried to do it, too. I, I watched um, like Just Bombs highlights on YouTube and wrote yep. what I thought about players, you know, as you do. I also use the FF Astronauts film room, which is a little bit more professional way to go about looking for film. But I just would write down like eye test stuff and. Uh, looking back at it, I, I kind of cringe at what I wrote down. I just felt like I was talking out of my ass. I wasn't that good at it. So now I'm just focused on the analytics. That's uh, uh, more of my specialty. And I, it allows me to like get a sense of what a player has done. And then using that, you can make comparisons for players at different stages of their careers, like you compare prospects to other prospects based on stuff you like to look at. And then from there, you can get an idea of how everyone else panned out and how, so you can use that and say, this is like a range of outcomes for this kind of player. And so using that, it's uh, it's something that uh, I think gives a good frame of reference for me because I can, I can look at uh, like a player, like, in this episode, Zay Flowers, I can, I can look at everything he's done, like all this production, the fact that he is a senior who stayed in school, didn't early declare, uh, all of his like efficiency, all of his uh, like dominator, all that stuff, draft capital, all that. And you can get an idea of what kind of player he is. But I think without the context of what are similar players and how did they pan out, I think that's the part where you can really turn it into actual advice that lets you compare between that lets you compare him to wide receivers already in the NFL, which helps you slot him in your dynasty rankings, helps you compare him and what you think his success rate is going to be, helps you compare that to other other positions. And I think that's the part that's really important is to try to weigh that and see, okay, if he's a wide receiver who I think has a like this chance to hit like a wide receiver two status or this chance to hit a wide receiver one status, how do I weight that versus like a wide receiver already in the NFL who may be a veteran and like almost definitely gives you more like wide receiver one seasons. 
but then is worth uh, a little bit less in the next year? Or how do you weigh that versus uh, like a, a quarterback who has a higher ceiling, but a lower floor and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I really like talking to people with, you know, different strengths and different processes for that, how they go about it. I, I like to think I have a, a little bit of each, but the great thing is there are so many people analyzing in this space that, you know, if you are analytics focused, you can just plug things like draft capital into your model. You can, you know, take Matt Harmon's reception perceptions grade, put those into your model, whatever it may be. And you can basically incorporate film into your numerical analysis and come up with, you know, basically the same answers. I, I like incorporating film as well because, you know, I, I do have some experience with it. I, I played the sport. I've, you know, taken a bunch of film classes and stuff like that. But ultimately, you can do a lot of this in numbers, even if, you know, some of the qualitative analysis goes into those numbers. And it prevents you from making some sizable mistakes especially like a guy like say flowers who getting into the film like he is an explosive player he's really fun to watch he is really elusive after the catch makes some awesome plays things like that it biases people to lift them in their rankings when you go back and you look at his stats and you say all right this dude's never been above 2.2 yards per route run how good can he actually be so i feel like the numbers and film can balance each other really well in terms of uh, limiting some of the biases that your eyes just like naturally pick up on. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I started watching, I remember like you just start watching highlights and you get kind of rose colored glasses and mm-hmm. the, the analysis for me, I don't know, like I, when I watch football, I think that everyone I think that everyone's pretty good like yeah uh before i started doing fantasy football and i would be like uh i would have like some some players who i have a, an agenda against just because i don't like them in fantasy like you would just be a fan you watch football guys make plays all the time like you see um like some random wide receiver come off the bench he's a rotational guy maybe runs a route like 40 percent of the time uh when the team's out there and he comes and he makes like a one-handed catch or something, or he has a really nice touchdown. It's like, yeah, these guys are all top, top athletes. Like it's really hard to separate it. Uh, For me, it's really hard to separate everyone if I'm just going to watch the highlights. And so using the analytics is how I separate. And then you see like, there's actually a pretty big like chasm sometimes between the guys at the very top. And then the guys who are maybe around 30 or 40 amongst uh, their position. And it shows up absolutely. But like, you know, there's some things that you just if you're just like casually watching and you splice together like a highlight clip of someone you can like you can try to trick someone into saying like that they're a top wide receiver, even if they're not like if you just like cherry pick clips. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially at the college level and especially where these guys are kind of playing different levels of competition, it, it can be hard to tell that. Um, mm-hmm. But let's let's dive in a little bit more into Zay Flowers specifically. Um, I'm going to hit briefly on his background. So Zay Flowers measured in at the combine at 5'9", 182, so he's a little on the slighter side. Um, you'd think that would put him only as a slot guy and it it might in the NFL. We'll get into that a bit, but in college, he was in the slot about a third of the time. Um, He, you know, basically was never taken off the field. So when BC was in 12 personnel, he was staying on the field, playing out wide. Uh, Zay was a three-star recruit. BC was basically the only major program that he got offers from. Um, 
he got some soft offers from places like South Carolina and Nebraska, but it seemed like from pretty early on that Zay was going to commit uh, to BC. Um, and he had a really productive career there. I mean, you already mentioned that he stayed for his fourth year. A big reason for that is that his third year was not great. I mean, he never passed 58% reception percentage in his first three seasons, never got over 890 yards. And his junior year, he only had 44 catches. So you can see why he came back. I'm sure he got a you know third or fourth round grade um, from the scouts after his junior season. So he came back and had an awesome senior year, 78 catches, almost 1,100 yards and 12 touchdowns was really, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the nation. Um, his quarterback was not strong. Uh, his tape, this is one thing that analytics isn't awesome at picking up, is his tape is absolutely littered with overthrows, especially on deep balls. Um, really bad quarterback situation. There are not a whole lot of weapons opposite from Flowers. So that's a little bit of the context that you want to sprinkle in as we get into some of these numbers. But as you do dive into the numbers – it, it shows that Zay might be a little bit overrated as far as being, you know, potentially a guy taken in the first round of the draft. Um, uh, I Let's get into what some of your numbers show, but mine show that he's way closer to a third, fourth round prospect than he is to a first round prospect. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, that's solid. So where I'm coming from is I understand like what I do is I will default to draft capital yeah. a lot just because it is actually people watching film. That's that's where I get my film watching from. That's The NFL watches films, and they have their evaluations of a player, and they draft them in the first round or the second round or something like that. Like For example, last year, Jahan Dodson was yeah. someone who I did not like. He's very similar to Zay in that he was never – it's not like he had a one-hit wonder type of year. Uh, like a Kadarius Tony or like John Ross or something, but um, he had all he had some solid decent production and senior declare and a little undersized and the NFL um, saw a role for him and so they they drafted Dotson in the first round. They're probably going to draft Zay in the first round. Uh, I I don't think he f- like falls to the the second. I think he will end up going in the first round. And so I understand where people come from when they say they have him as a top wide receiver because, you know, you have uh, – like I've seen I've seen the highlights. I, you can't uh, be online all the time and do analysis without seeing something. I just don't uh, try to incorporate into what I think of a player. But uh, it, is, it is true. I, I agree with you that I'm uh, not as high on him as many others, especially others who watch film. And uh, what I was what I was thinking when you're discussing the the QB play is that there's metrics that can that can account for that. Like you have stuff like yards yards per out run, uh, yards per team pass attempt, and then reception yards uh, market share, which will just tell you like what percentage of their team's yards they had. And so that keeps quarterback play pretty consistent. Just well, but things like but things like yeah. yards per route run, like if he's being missed on an 80 yard pass, like he's not oh, getting yeah. those yards. So that's, no, that's absolutely. not equating like the ladder, the ladder, the receiving yards market share yes. is going uh, to, agreed. is going to help. Um, but yes, the, the thing that yards, yards per run yards per team pass attempt does is it will, it will hurt you if your entire offense is not as efficient. And so one of the things that you see with 
uh, a lot of successful wide receivers in the NFL is that they made their uh, college offense very efficient. And so yeah. it, it is a two-way street when it comes to having an, a good passing game. You need to have a good good quarterback play, but you also need to have good receivers. And um, like, yeah, Zay is going to be drafted highly. But And I understand where people come from where they say the QB play was bad and then like every other weapon at BC was bad. You know, that's a perfectly reasonable explanation of why their offense wasn't as good. But when you look at his like receiving yards market share, it's, it's all right. It's, it's okay. He like, he was above a trend line for wide receivers that succeeded in the NFL in years two and three. And he kind of dipped below in, uh, no, he was above in year four. He dipped below in yards per team pass attempt, but, uh, if then you look at PFF receiving grade, you see a bunch of uh, it was 65 in his first year, and then between 74 and 76 for his uh, second, third, and fourth year. And then that's you just okay. Yeah, it's I just mean, okay. you, same thing with yards per out run. All of that is like it's just okay. He's gonna get drafted in the first round. Uh, he's undersized, probably looking at a slot role. I think like in the NFL, he's gonna be a kind of guy that has. I don't know if he's going to be a, a total bust just because I don't want to like ever say that again, like guarantee a player is going to bust after I did that with uh, Jalen Waddle. Like when I first started, that was way too yeah. confident. Um, so I understand where people come from when they look at the explosiveness and the playmaking and all that. But I, you look at him projecting to the NFL and like, I don't think he's going to end up being like Philip Dorsett or something like that. But it's probably going to be a player that has like a 16 to 20 percent target share in the NFL. I don't think he ever like is a true wide receiver one for a team. Like, it's yeah, the, ceil- mean, if- the ceiling, the very ceiling, I think, is like a Deontay Johnson. If he can like be a truly phenomenal route runner, he can earn a wide receiver one role on a team. But that's something that you don't really, uh, see a lot for guys of this of this uh level of college prospect also his size all of that and Deontay Johnson is great I love Deontay Johnson um like he's he's earned really high target share start his career he's a fantastic route runner and that's probably the ceiling for Zay Flowers I see a lot of people say that they remind him and, and they remind of a Antonio Brown. Oh, no. I think that's that's really only because their college teams wore the same colors. I don't really see any other. Yeah, like, that's same size. That's basically helmets. Don't make that comparison. Don't make that. Yeah, yeah. It's not even helmet scouting. It's not the same team. It's just that it's just <laughs> golden and golden and maroon. And people are like, oh my goodness, I'm getting shades, baby. Like, have you ever have a a player that's not going in the top five ish of the NFL draft? Don't compare them to someone who's going to be a Hall of Famer. No, absolutely. Probably, it's probably not a probably not going to come to fruition. Yeah, and and looking at Zay Flowers on my model, like just giving. So I, I my model is going back to 2018 when I first started scouting. It's basically every wide receiver that was given a draft grade. So about so in this class, for instance, there are uh, 31 wide receivers being graded. Zay Flowers is about in the middle uh, in my model, which isn't great. So he's mm-hmm. 64th percentile in receiving yards per team pass attempt. And again, like you said, that factors in the poor quarterback play. He's 58th percentile in yards per route run. He's 48th percentile in yards per target. He's already going to be 23 years old at the start of his rookie season. 
These yeah. are just some of the red flags that come up with Zay Flowers when I'm just looking through the numbers. Overall, if you look in the draft model without factoring in draft capital, um, he really struggles. He's down number 15th in my class without factoring in draft capital. Obviously, if I'm factoring in, let's say, a late round one grade, he goes up to ninth in the class. But even then, that's a lot lower than you know. almost everyone has him in the top five. Um, I want to get yeah. into his film a little bit. I, I know that's not necessarily where you focus, but I want to touch on some of the strengths uh, and weaknesses. I'll say yeah, one ahead. thing, if that's okay. Um, yeah, please. Ninth I, with the draft capital, I think I'm going to be higher than that just because it, when you default to the uh, draft capital, you, you have a round one wide receiver. He's probably going to get on the field, if not day one, at least by midseason, he'll get ramped up and then – You'll you'll start to see his value. Um, his value is going to be pretty pretty calm until yeah. then. It's it's been pretty calm throughout the first season. But when you're like comparing him, if it was between like Zay and say like a hypothetical like David Bell kind of player, where they're a third rounder or like early fourth rounder or something like that, Bell was third, very late third. But they have good yeah. production and all of that then I'm probably like, and this is a lesson I've learned over the last couple of years, I'm probably going to lean towards the round one wide receiver just because they have uh, more oh, value insulation and all that. And so I could totally see if you have a model, I could totally see it like ranking him like ninth or something like that. Uh, but I think like his ranking should probably be closer to maybe five or six. Like we can put him totally. two, two, three above like Quinton Johnston uh, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I don't, I don't understand that, but no. And and to give some more context to the ninth, so basically, there's a when factoring in projected draft capital, there's a top six that's yeah. JSN, Addison, QJ, Downs, Hyatt, and Mims, and all those yes, guys have all those guys have projected draft capital of the 40th pick or better. So, and I have yeah. Flowers right now pegged at 25th. So for me, I completely agree. Like when you get down to for instance, Kayshawn Booty is still ranked above him, but if Kayshawn Booty ends up being a fourth-round pick, I no way yeah. I'm touching him even close to Flowers. That's not even a discussion. Same with a guy like Rashi Rice, who currently sure, is projected yeah, I, in the late second. That. Yeah, but when, but if a guy like Marvin Mims, whose production, per, I, first of all, I didn't like his film, so uh, Mims's film and Hyatt's film, I really didn't like. So I, I'm going to have Flowers yeah. above these guys because I do do film. Howers is uh, Flowers is my wide receiver five right now, but it is important factor in that from a production level, Flowers does not touch guys like Mims and Hyatt. Like they are just significantly yeah. better than him when you look at basically any of these numbers. So it's it, you really need to have a great reason to to rank Flowers above them, and and maybe that reason is he gets drafted fifteenth overall, in which case the floor of his dynasty value is really high, and the ceiling is equally high. You look at a guy like Jahan Dotson. He had a good rookie year. Most of it was really uh, just touchdowns, a lot of touchdown luck for Jahan Dotson, which is why he, in my opinion, is being overdrafted right now. But you see there's a clear path to be a you know top 80 startup pick if Flowers just has a decent rookie year as long as he's drafted in the first round. So yeah, I do want absolutely. to touch a little bit on, on some of uh, Flowers' strengths and weaknesses as far as his film goes um, before we get into – uh, some more discussion about where we would be comfortable taking him. So 
I'm going to just run through some of his strengths. Number one, it's his lateral agility and his elusiveness. After the catch, Flowers is just an absolute menace. He really almost looks like a running back after the catch. Um, he's not a strong guy. When I when I say he's a running back, uh, it, it's more like the, you know, Jameer Gibbs type running back than an actual running back. But uh, Flowers is just incredibly elusive after the catch. He can keep his speed, which is really important as he's making some of these moves. Um, which is, of course, key. In terms of his route running, I liked his double moves a lot, um, and he's pretty good at establishing kind of leverage in his routes. Um, But where he struggles a lot from a route running perspective is he has high hips. He does not get very low. He does not make very sharp cuts. Um, He's not strong at all, so if a defensive player is able to get his hands on him, he's kind of pretty much screwed. He's not going to run through linebackers and his real struggle there is in zone coverage. So when he goes up against zone coverage, he can get knocked off his path super easily by linebackers again, because he struggles with his size. Um, Looking again at reception perception, Matt Harmon's really good work. He's in the 59th percentile against zone coverage and he ran 61% of his routes in that realm. That's really bad for a guy who's only 180 pounds or so probably 180 pounds soaking wet, if we're being honest. Um, So that's just tough for a guy like that because he's not strong enough to succeed as an X receiver. I could see him being a Y flanker um, going against, you know, off coverage. He can eat up space pretty well. He runs a really nice curl, but he doesn't have the ability to get open in the zone. So I don't know. I, I think, I think he might struggle quite a bit and, and, my main concern for Flowers is a lot of his plays, e- even though he played you know, a decent amount of slot about a third of the time in college, a lot of his success in college was due to deep balls. And, and I already mentioned that Jerkovic, his quarterback, missed him on a lot of deep balls, but it was still a large part of his game. Um, his average depth of target uh, was 13, which is, which is pretty deep for a guy you know, with his play style. Um, but he just doesn't have the length, the strength, or honestly the hands to be that successful um, on deep passes. So I look at a guy, he's not quick enough to get open on, you know, a zag route or really like smart enough to get open in the zone. So I, I struggle to see where he's going to succeed other than manufactured plays. And you really have to be a lead in the NFL. Like you look at Jalen Waddle, a guy you mentioned earlier, he's good enough after the catch to be really elite on those manufactured plays. So he gets plays drawn up, drawn up for him. And I'm just not sure flowers is quite at that level, even though I like him after the catch, you know, 74th percentile in yards after catch per reception. I'm just not sure he's going to be big enough um, or really good enough to be that effective. Yeah, I agree with that. It's all um, like you, like you said, I was going to say something about it. Cause uh, I just pulled out the reception perception, but again, it's like, 50 59th against zone and uh 74th against man it's once again he's just he's like it's above average but it's not it's just elite. okay right yeah. so it's not something that like it's 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 not something that's very interesting i don't think that he'll ever be uh have a wide receiver one season like he can have wide receiver three seasons and his value is probably going to be solid like it's not gonna fall off from under him it, it could obviously just because there's a lot. There's like every, everyone's floor is zero, but uh, I don't know. He just seems like the kind of like guy who's really not going to hit wide receiver one territory. And uh, I don't know, like his ADP 
like I know you wanted to get into that. His ADP right now yeah. is wide receiver four and eleventh overall. And like that's like it's it's okay. Like there's guys below him, like Downs, who I think has a better analytical profile, but I totally understand like like Downs could totally be like I'm gonna fall for him in the same oh, way I, I fell for Sky I'm Moore. A huge, I'm a huge Elijah Downs Moore. guy. I was a yeah, huge Sky too. Moore, huge Elijah Moore. Yeah, we're on the same. We'll do it. Right. We'll do it again. I'm willing to get hurt again. Let's let's get it. And Me then, too. And, and and yeah, comparing him to a guy like Downs, like Downs's analytical profile is just so much better than a guy like Flowers. That yeah. for me, I prefer Downs on tape. But even just looking at it analytically, like. Some of those numbers I mentioned earlier, you look at Downs. Downs accounted for 95, 95th percentile in terms of receiving yards per team pass attempt, 93rd percentile in terms of PFF grade, 92nd percentile in terms of points per game. He he was just on a completely different level compared to Zay Flowers as a prospect from an analytical perspective. And, you know, they're similar size. I think Downs' tape is significantly better. So to me... I think Flowers is probably going to be drafted, you know, 10 to 20 spots ahead of Downs, but mm-hmm. that's not nearly a big enough difference for me to make that swap. Yeah, second round Downs versus first round Zay, I could I would definitely I would lean towards Downs. Like, yeah. But also below him are guys like A-Chain, who I think has just a very good production profile. The size is a little bit of a concern, but he's very very fast. He has a tr- very good skill set. Um, yeah, and, and the thing is, like, Flowers is going to be going in this range where basically the RB4 and RB5 are going to be going. So, yeah. you know, we probably have, uh, you know, Bijan Gibbs and Charbonnet as the top three guys. And then it's going to be some combination of Atchain or Miller or Evans or Tucker or who the hell yep. knows is going to be. <laughs> we got to see who gets drafted, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, we don't know who the RB4 is, but whoever the RB4 and really RB5 ends up being, they should be drafted ahead of Flowers because, like you said, w- what is Flowers' upside? Like he's not Antonio Brown. He does not have no. that. He does not have those hands. He does not have that route running. Like he's just not that type of player. He's not that level of athlete. So I, I don't see really any way that Flowers has a top twelve season. So at that point, you should be taking swings on a rookie running back who have the upside to have a top twelve season because we know those running back seasons are more valuable than the wide receiver seasons. Yeah, for sure. And like we'll see who gets drafted where and like uh to sort through all those rookie running backs. Like there's a real chance like I could totally see some guys um like in the five to ten range amongst these running backs, I could see them falling to day three and becoming less appealing. They're maybe more appealing if their ADP falls as well and they're like good skill set, draft them in the third round of the dynasty draft, and that's that's valid, but there's also some tight ends who I think should warrant some consideration in the same yeah, range as flowers like Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid. Both have good uh, good production and good uh, solid athleticism. I know Mayer is not phenomenal, but there's some really good. There's yeah, a lot I prefer, of like, yeah, I prefer both of those guys to flowers as well. Um, yeah. In, in your models, do you come up with like player comps for flowers for what he could be either as a prospect or in the NFL? No, I don't actually have any models. I just look at uh, I just look at the the data and For sure. it's not it's not so much a model. It's more me just sorting through guys and and uh, making comparisons based on their 
like yeah, draft so capital, I, like production, like like look, these are guys who are drafted in the first round, or these are guys drafted in the second round who did this in college, like had a PFF grade between this, or like had a yards per run between this, or yards per team pass attempt between this, and that allows me to get a sense of who comparable players are. But sure. I don't really do a, a model, and then if you try to do like these are guys who drafted here and had this similar. Uh, metric and this similar metric you kind of get down to like one or two names which isn't enough yeah and no so, for sure so I, I my model my model does do that so i come up with a yeah. similarity score essentially and that similarity yeah. score scores. exactly so I, I did z scores last year for um wide receivers in the nfl and yeah. it worked pretty well i think so i'm gonna i could definitely do something like that for yeah definitely prospects. so looking at z scores the number one comp for zay flowers is Jahan dotson which is very interesting like first name you said makes a lot of sense honestly their play styles are similar i think dotson's a better route runner but zay flowers is actually better after the catch than dotson but again pretty similar profiles as my model says other yep. guys who score highly there uh john mechie Kristen kirk uh andy isabella kj hamler uh, yeah. KJ Hamler, no, yeah so like not not necessarily the best comps but guys like Christian Kirk and Deontay Johnson score pretty highly there the one yeah. guy the only player who's at a top 12 season who is it's even close in Z score is DJ Moore but DJ Moore is you know 210 pound receiver I don't think yeah that's a great comp. DJ Moore had very very good production he declared early he was drafted yeah. 24th overall and he's a lot bigger Deontay yeah. also had a had a top 12 season but yeah, and that and that's moving down a little bit. Um, yeah. Devonta Smith is one guy I've heard him compared to. That is could not be more incorrect. Like Devonta Smith is <laughs> such, like that. don't say that. No, yeah. such a technician, and their their analytical profiles are just so different. Um, yeah, the thing is with yeah, I agree with Devonta. The thing that you want to see for a guy like the thing that you wish you'd see with Zay Flowers is that when he goes back to school for that senior season, you want to see yeah. him really explode, dominate, and. Uh, get drafted really highly and like he's more he was more on the the Dotson path totally. than the Devonta Smith pack like and the thing that I, I hated too much on Devonta Smith when he first came out for his late breakout but I didn't realize the uh importance of when you even if you have a late uh breakout when you have supreme superior like terrific production in your final two years you can sort of excuse the breakout a little bit just yeah. because they showed that ceiling of how they can truly become a dominant receiver. Right. Like Devonte Smith had a late breakout and then he put up 1300 yards and then 1900 yards and should have won the Heisman. Like <laughs> that's different than Zay flowers having that later breakout and putting up yeah. 800 yards and 1000 yards. So my, my film comparisons kind of similar range as well. I have Rondell Moore in there. Um, Dante Pettis, Anthony Miller, uh, Kayshawn Booty was actually one of my film comparisons as well. And he falls right into that tier of the boom bust wide receiver two for me. So, you know, I, yeah. I think Zay Flowers is good enough to have, you know, a, a solid NFL career, but I personally don't see the upside. I could see myself having basically no shares of Zay Flowers if we look at where he's going now. Yeah, and if you get into that late first range, like I could absolutely um, see myself instead of like uh, making a selection there, I could totally see myself trying to trade out. Like, and if you're just looking for wide receivers, you can get more difference making production if you want to trade for uh, 
more of a veteran or if you want to trade for like a mid-range age kind of player who's already established yeah as a who's already established as giving you so, solid production rather than taking flowers they're like you trade a late first for a guy like godwin or marquise brown or calvin ridley yeah uh, so i'm those I, are all i'm actually options. i'm actually using your tool now to to look at this so uh, akash has a really good tool it's, it's really my go-to in terms of looking at adp he looks at only paid leagues on sleeper um and just looks at adp includes draft picks in there think about going it, that's a oh, Dico. my bad. Sorry, yeah. fix that up. But no, uh, Daiko has a, a phenomenal tool for that. Yeah, no, so great tool. Anyways, check that out. It's bulletproof.com, extra F on the end of Bulletproof. Um, guys right in that range are, are Brandon Ayuk, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Hollywood, like you said, Jahan Dotson. Like, just trade Zay Flowers for Jahan Dotson. He's already proven he's a good NFL player, even though I'm not high on him personally. Like, Don't do either. Yeah, I, yeah. I, would, trade, I would rather go for some of the other guys. You oh, me too. Either. I, absolutely me too i mean i would love to get a 24 first just just move back move back a year hope that the pick ends up higher than the 111 or 110 or wherever you're gonna have to that's a good structure that's a great structure because like if you draft say flowers he's not gonna give you any production that you can't find on the streets like metaphorically like if he gives you what like wide receiver 50 production because he is a rookie who's probably not gonna have a great role like you might as well at that point just have cashed in for a 24 first and that way you have a higher like higher ceiling on that pick yeah than in any value pretty much any value that Zay right Flowers just go get, get like, go get brandon cooks year. go get juju smith schuster for you know basically free and then use that 24 first hopefully you get a higher pick next year and you can actually get someone that has you know top five round startup value because if we look at yeah. the top five rounds of startup drafts there are no wide receivers that even resemble Zay Flowers there. So it, it's going to be hard for Zay Flowers to ever get into that top 15 or so in your wide receiver rankings. Yeah, one thing that is very important to me is getting difference makers on my team and uh, sort of con- condensing a lot of my yeah. value into places like either difference makers or assets who I are very sure are going to gain values like like picks and then also like blue chip kind of players who have a who have a very very good uh insulation even if they're not going to be difference makers right now i know that they're like probably going to be worth the same now as they are a year from now and so it's just free production like for an example like uh like a guy like like drake london or chris olave garrett wilson maybe not garrett wilson just because he's a little bit higher than the other two but like those those three all have phenomenal ceilings based on their rookie seasons. And even if they don't hit that ceiling and give you difference making production, they'll give you solid production and be worth the exact same next year. And so for when you have a pick like the 110, 111, where Zay Flowers is going, I, I would either trade that pick for a player, like you can do a one for one deal, but it's also very appealing to try to like upgrade my QB to get to move up a tier because like that first still carries a lot of it, it still carries the one at the beginning of it and so people yeah. will view it higher even if yeah. the tier extends into the mid-second and so yeah that's great advice go trade zay flowers and tua for you know lamar jackson something like yeah precisely that. that's like, phenomenal i love it yeah yeah exactly um awesome so uh i think we pretty much covered zay flowers here uh 
you know, most of these podcasts have been a little bit more optimistic on the prospect that we're previewing. So I'm expecting to get a lot of Zay Flowers fans in my mentions getting pissed. Uh, all I will say is I, I do see the talent, but you need to look at the whole picture. And, and that's why, you know, having a numbers guy like Akash on here really helps because you look at the whole picture of Zay Flowers and he is a late declare with middling production without good size. The upside just is hard to see, and there really is a pretty bad floor there. So yeah, we'll, we'll see where he gets drafted in the draft. You know, right now he's projected going around pick 20. Um, you know, whether he's the second or third or fourth wide receiver off the board remains to be seen. But either way, I, I, I don't think I'll be investing a lot in Zay Flowers as a guy that has, you know, that 20% target share upside that, you know, three, uh, 13, 14 point per game upside. It's just not worth investing in. Go, go take a risk on Will Levis. Go take a risk on, you know, whatever Devon Achain. It, it's just a better investment for your money. Yep. Yeah, no, as much as I don't like Will Levis, at least there's some ceiling there. Exactly, exactly. All right, so this was the uh, Zay Flowers prospect preview. I'd like to thank Akash for hopping on. Uh, can you tell everyone once again where we can uh, find some of your work and maybe some of the stuff you have planned for uh, for the summer? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at YZR underscore fantasy. And right now it's uh, a little bit more chill for me. I'm focusing more on school and friends and all that and so i haven't been a lot of content over the last couple couple months but i will get more into it over the summer when i have more free time and uh i'll be pumping out more content then awesome make sure to give akash a follow and uh thank you all for tuning into the dynasty zoltan podcast uh i will be back don't know when we're releasing this one yet but i will be back uh likely tomorrow whenever you're listening to this for a uh, another prospect preview so thanks so much for uh tuning in Thank you.